You are in control of the choices and the decisions that out and cleaned up the whole house and didn't realize it because, and then you put it into action. Now let me go, put up, put up my sermon scripture, put up. So last week, what did I preach about last week? I talk, what was last week's sermon? Been only seven days, y'all, come on. Thank you, somebody remembered. It's about renew. God is trying to tell us something. Change your thoughts and you'll change your future. I'm looking at people right now whose thoughts have put them in a position in this church where they're not even serving like they used to serve. And the reason why is because it's somebody else's fault. I'm looking at people who used to serve, but not serving because their thoughts have put them in a different seat. But if you change the way you think, somebody, somebody, well, I can't do this, I can't sing, I can't do it. That's your thoughts. If I base my pastorship on what people think about me, I wouldn't even be in the pulpit. People listen to me. You've got to deal with the way you think. Jesus says this. It, it is. He talks about, he says, the first chapter 5, the first few verses of chapter 5, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemaker, blessed, blessed means happy. If you're going to have a good day, you've got to be happy. And he says, blessed are the people who do this, you'll be happy. Blessed are the peacemakers, you'll be happy. Blessed are the merciful, you'll be happy. He's saying people with mercy are happy people. Work on your thoughts and you'll be happy. Stop being mean and low down and ornery and throwing shade to everybody. Because it is a reflection of your own unhappiness. Every time you gossip, talk about somebody else, it's not a reflection of them, it's a reflection of you because good people don't have to talk about other folk. Let me say this, people who have a life ain't worried about what other folk are doing because you're too busy living. When you're busy living life, you don't worry about what somebody else is doing. But when you ain't got no life, that's when you and everybody else's mess because you ain't got no life. Baby, get a life. Think about a life for yourself. It's warm in here, but if you don't think about it, you ain't hot. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Whatever you focus on, will be the focus of what you of, of the moment. Whatever you feed will succeed. So if you're sitting there feeding, it's hot in here and I ain't going to come back. But if you're sitting there thinking, I'm here for the word, I'm here for the worship, I'm here for... We got a glitch in the heat. We'll get it fixed. Amen. You are the salted earth. You are... But if salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is no good. It's worthless salt that don't salting you know I had a hamburger yesterday what good would that hamburger be if I shook my salt on it and couldn't taste it yeah. some people don't put enough you know and I don't need a lot of salt but you know some people don't cook you know 
Sprint enough ceiling. The point is, you ain't good for nothing if you ain't. Well. It's not good for nothing but to be trotted under foot of men. But here's you are the light of the world. Happy people are lighted people. People who follow the path that Jesus said, blessed are those who are peace, blah, 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 blah. People who follow that, he says, you're the salt. You're the light. Now, you know what? I know a lot of us, a lot of us love praise and worship, you know, the music, the energy. But when it comes down to the preaching, you know, we, we kind of turn it off a little bit, you know. But I need you to turn it on. Jamil. Is that Jamil? Yeah. Uh, where was I at? You remember, you remember last week I talked about, you know, uh, the scripture, Psalms 28. I mean, not Psalms, but the Isaiah 28. Uh, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Has thou not known, has thou not heard the everlasting God? The Lord is the creator of the earth. He fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. That whole text is about ascending. It's about going up. And he uses that metaphor of an eagle in there. You shall run. Remember I told you last week, what it meant is that you shall ascend, you shall soar, and that word run means, it says, but they that wait on the Lord, the word wait means hope in the Lord. Those that hope in the Lord shall soar. Those that hope in the Lord shall ascend. And I told you about the story of the eagle, the metaphor of the eagle. The eagle, when the storm comes, the eagle flies above the storm. But in order to get to the storm, he flies towards the light. Hmm. That's why I came back with this today, because that light caught me. People, what am I trying to say? In order to live a good life and to be a happy person and all of those good things that come with Christianity, you got to stay in the light. You got to point your life towards the light. You got to fly in the light. If life is going to get better for you, if you're going to sin, if you're going to go up, if you're going to make more money, if you're going to have a better relationship, if you're going to have a good marriage, if you're going to be a good parent, if you're going to be a good co-worker, you've got to ascend to the place where there is light. Because wherever there is darkness, there is no light. And wherever there is darkness, there's chaos and confusion. That's why the Bible says when God stepped out of nowhere and found nothing, he dispelled the darkness and what brought the light. Because the light is where we ought to live. The light is where we ought to be. The light is where we ought to point our minds, our hearts, our everything is pointing towards the light. Because the light keeps you up, baby. The light. I just thought about how I can't sleep in light. I can don in the light, but I can't sleep in the light. I bought blackout curtains. We got blackout curtains in my bedroom because I need it real dark so I can go to sleep because any light makes me up. Light picks up. And so God is trying to tell us, stay in the light. Stay in the light. So somebody said, well, what does it mean to stay in the light? Put up Galatians 5.22. I'm going to tell you what light looks like. Galatians 5.22. I want you to see what 
with the scripture Galatians. But the fruit is, here's light. This is light, y'all. You know what forbearance means? That means long-suffering. That means hang in there. All of this. So somebody trying to say, well, I don't know what that means. Baby, that means do this right here. That means love everybody. That means keep your joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. That means live in peace and not confusion and causing a whole bunch of chaos around you and everybody else. And a lot of times the reason why people don't create peace is because there's no peace in your heart. Fix your heart first. Get your heart right. Get your heart in a place where you're a person of peace because you can't create peace if there is no peace in you. You've got to have peace in you first. And a whole lot of us don't have no peace. Kindness, Dr. Ash told me and LeVar one time in our, in our sessions, she said, y'all too hard on each other, which means we're not kind enough. We're always hard, you know, that, uh, that man. She said, you got to be a little soft. There's nothing wrong with a man being soft. That means be kind to each other. That means be thoughtful. My, my God, our church, our, it, do you realize we would still have a great number of people if some of y'all had been kind? Making people move out of seats when they sit. Don't make nobody move out of the seat when they sit there. That's not kind. I know I set these seats up in their deacon seats, but if somebody decides they want to sit there, the first thing you do is say, how are you? What's your name? It's good to have you. But don't make people get, I had to, somebody came the other day, they were so offended because they sat somewhere, it was somebody else's seat. Oh. They, they thought it was their seats or they made somebody move. Listen, people. Kindness. What does the Bible say? You draw more bees with honey than you do salt. Stop being salty and mean and not kind. I don't understand that. Really, I don't understand that. And here's the thing at church, people. The least little thing pisses us off. The least little thing. I went to see my aunt. I was in Toledo last week. I went to see my aunt. And uh, she's just fussing. You ain't called me. I, I call you and I call. I said, Auntie, will you stop fussing? What is it about sometimes old people love to fuss and be fussy? I said, Auntie, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm in your house. Greet me with a kiss and be nice and hush. I was talking to my cousin today. She was talking about how some people, you call them on the phone and, be, and they take five minutes fussing at you before they say anything. And then they wonder why you don't call them. You don't want to call nobody and they got to do all of this fussing. And you didn't, you didn't. And then say, well, how you doing? No. Ask, let me ask you, is that kindness? Don't we know what kindness looks like? That means not only do you want people to be kind to you, but guess what? You be kind to them. Goodness. Faith, now I'm going to be too long. You know what it, you know what it means. You know what all that is. But that's what light is. That's what walking in the light looks like. 
put up uh, uh, Galatians um, 6 and, was it 6 and 9, 6 and 8? What's the next one, Galatians 9? Let us not become. Don't lose heart because you're doing good. But let me tell you something, Negro people will make you lose heart. Excuse my oppression, but niggas will make you lose heart. You know what's the hardest thing is to be nice to somebody and they turn around and be nasty to you. And you doing all you can to try to hold your peace, but they still going that line down that path of nastiness. That's hard. But the Bible says don't grow weary in doing good. Don't grow weary by being in the light. It says because don't grow weary with for at the hey, at the proper time you shall reap Now no about you but I need some reaping in my life. That means you got to sow. Because if you're so good Guess what good is going to come back to you. But you got to sow the right thing. People people want a harvest of kindness. But they're sowing a seed of difficulty, sowing seeds of conflict. But if you want kindness to come behind it, you've got to be kind to other people. For you shall reap if you faint not. You gotta hold on and believe in the word of God. And believe that if you do good, good is gonna follow you. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, also shall he reap. If you want to reap good, you got to sow good. If you want to reap love, you got to sow love. If you want to reap money, you got to sow some money. If you want to reap kindness, you got to sow some kindness. But you shall reap if you faint not. I want every day of my life to be a good day. I want every day of my life to be a positive day. So I've got to think of those things that are about virtue. Light. Light. Stay in the light. Stay in the light. Practice smiling. That's in the light. Practice thinking healthy, positive, whole things. And I promise you, it will make life so much better when you live in the light. Everywhere you walk is light, light walking. Every dark room you walk in, you ought to light it up. Every dark situation, you transform it with your light. Every time somebody says something negative about somebody else, you bring the light. Because your comments are in the dark. But if you want to diffuse the light, diffuse the darkness, you got to bring light. If you, if you turn these lights off, Darkness will come in this room. 
But if you want to chase the darkness, you got to cut on the light. If you want to run darkness out of your house, you got to be the light. And sometimes you got to be the light you want to see in somebody else. Don't expect good examples around you when you are the poorest example in the room. Maybe if you be the good example, the whole room will change. Maybe if you be example, the whole family will change. But you are the light. And wherever you go, it ought to make a difference. That's why the Bible says wherever your footsteps, prosperity will follow you. Because you're like, clap your hands and praise God for the word. I, wanted to, I just wanted to get that out because after what Taylor said about your thoughts are the gateway to your euphoria, my brothers and sisters, we got to work on our thoughts. I got to work on my thoughts. My husband got to work on his thoughts. The reason why we had that conflict last week and y'all had to pray for us, you know why? Because our thoughts were wrong. And I left out of here last Sunday and made up my mind. I'm going to walk in the light. I'm going to think positive about my marriage, my relationship, and everything else around me. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to do those things that make it. Now, sometimes it's tough. Because the people you love can make you the baddest that you ever been. <laughs> I said, the people you love can piss you off more than anybody else. I guess that's why the, the, the proverb is, charity begins at home. Because if you can do it at home, you can do it anywhere. <laughs> So it starts at our home. It's about being kind. God bless you. Listen, the doors of church are open before we go into our offering. I don't listen. Listen. Let me, let me, let me finish. I said last week I wasn't going to open up doors. I was going to do my thing. But I decided.